You could say the anniversary of the Battle of Lepanto, the Feast of Our Lady of Victory, it was once called, now the Feast of the Rosary, because that's what the Holy Father had everyone in Europe trying to do, is pray the Rosary. A lot of times we get confused when we talk about Crusades and what the Church was trying to do with the Crusades and all these crazy things. Um, I happen to remember, y'all remember what ISIS was? You don't read much about it in the news, but we remember what it was, right? It's probably some intense, radical, violent Islamic move from the, in the East. The Crusades were something like that. And this in particular, this Ottoman Empire attempt to take over control of the Mediterranean. What if ISIS had taken control of the entire Western Europe? What if that had happened? Still might happen one day, we don't know, but it's not a new threat. And I was just kind of struck that um, in the times of 1571, Western Europe was divided. Protestant against Catholic. Huguenots against the Catholics and other groups, to sort of, you know, Spain against England, France against Spain, I don't know, there's all this crazy stuff going on. They were all divided. All focusing on their own political skirmishes. And unbeknownst or kind of announced, but they weren't worried about this oncoming force. Not unlike ISIS. The traumas they were reading about or hearing about of what the recent conquest of Constantinople had looked like in a small colony of Christians on the island, I think, of Malta. They knew about the beheadings. They knew about the treatment of the people who had been captured. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't actually that much different than what we saw on TV, or not on TV, but on YouTube, if you watch some of the crazy things that were happening. A crusade. An effort to gather all the divided forces of Christendom into one force for a cause of defense, a cause of pushing back the enemy. I remember hearing people cry out, why don't we do something about ISIS? This is terrible. And I'm just scratching my head saying, and we criticize the First Crusade as if it was anything different than an effort to stop an onslaught. Same thing, actually. Constantinople had been taken. The First Crusade was a counterattack. Not to get too caught up on the Crusades, I just I love history. And this Battle of Lepanto is fascinating if you read about it. And it was celebrated almost like a 4th of July, like a, a, an independence. Because without it, Europe could look a lot different. There would be a crescent over the Vatican today. And all of Europe would be very different. But again, I'm stuck that they were so divided. Even some of the countries, um, England, I think, and France, they weren't going to remain neutral in the battle against the Ottoman Empire. Neutral because having Sharia law might be nice for them one day. Neutral. So they did, they remained neutral, and the Holy Father tried to gather whoever he could. It's a famous story of Don Juan de Marco, the bastard um, prince in Spain, led the forces. But it's interesting because it should not have worked. The Ottoman Empire had more, many more and much larger ships, many more soldiers, I'm going to say it was like 87,000 soldiers to 60,000 maybe. And the victory was not only close, was not close, it was decisive. The Ottomans, of their 280 ships, they lost 200. The Christians lost like 13. 
It was kind of fascinating with the wind and other things that were happening. And all the while, the only thing the Pope said was, please, guys, here's this document on a, a, a formal kind of standard way to pray the rosary. Pray the rosary. All of you, pray the rosary. If you can only do one thing because you can't agree on anything else, just pray the rosary. Contemplate the victories of Jesus Christ. Contemplate the power of Jesus Christ. Have Our Lady intercede to help us really get into the power of our Lord over every battle. And the, the, the victory was miraculous. Should not have happened. But knowing what we stand for, do we know what we stand for? Our Lord says, every kingdom divided within itself. Whoever does not gather with me is scattered in a thousand different directions. Look at your heart. Look at your day. Look at your, the things that captivate your attention between work, Facebook, things going on at home, your kids' needs, People, what they think of you, what other people think of you, what, do you please this person or that person? And we're scattered and torn in a thousand different directions. Only one thing is important. What's that? Our Lady would say, do whatever He tells you. Do whatever my Son tells you. Be unified by that one thing. God, I don't care what my boss thinks of me and what I get done today. What do you think of me and what do you want me to get done today? It's such a liberating sense of unity. This is who I am. Integrity, that wholeness. Sincere, that's what I was trying to think of the word sincere. Sincere is it's actually from a sort of a Latin image of like without wax. Sincera, without wax. It's like the column is made fully of like concrete and it's not patched up with anything else. It's just one piece. One piece. This is who I am. I'm gathered around Christ. My whole life is centered around Christ. My family. How would it feel if your kids, your wife, even your wife, all had the same thing in mind as you? And you're all going in one direction. Instead of constant arguments, constantly trying to satisfy each and every one's different direction, different petition. But Dad, I want to do this today. Well, I want to do this other thing today. And we, I want to do this movie and the other movie. And I don't want to watch this in Encanto because that's a stupid movie. And I want to watch some other movie. It's just constantly like scattered. Wouldn't it be cool if we could all just be like in one direction? With one thing most important. Our Lord doesn't mince words. He's like, well, if you're gathering with, around every other need and desire and whim, you're just scattered. And every kingdom divided against itself can't stand against the onslaught. And I want to encourage us to realize that there's very much an onslaught. It's not ISIS. It's not even COVID. But it is a very real and very profound, very dark and demonic force. And if you notice in our society, you can see some of the evidence of it. But even in our own hearts, we start to slip a little bit. Our defenses are kind of becoming lax. And it doesn't take much. We fall apart. So many people say, I just never thought I would do that. Never imagined I could fall this far. Well, we weren't watching. The whole message of the gospel turns into a message of keep watch. Stay single-minded. Where are you going? What are you about? If you can stay centered on Christ and gathering around Him, then no matter what the enemy is, He comes, He finds you well fortified. He finds you well prepared. 
He finds your family and your support group around you to, to be there for you, to hold you up. But if we go lax, if we start hanging around with the wrong company, doing the wrong things, if we allow a division in our hearts and in our families, well, sure, the enemy that once was cast out can easily come back and do worse damage than before. And just as an example for that, so many who once were strong in their faith and went down a dark road and got into trouble and got discouraged, that very discouragement leads to despair because they're like, well, I did the God thing and it didn't help me. Or I went to confession, but God could never forgive me because he gave me so much and I did so little. And the enemy has us thinking like, well, I can never go to him for mercy now. And the worst condition is, the new condition is worse than the first. We just ask the Holy Spirit to, to be with us, to, to, to be that source of unity in our own hearts first but also in our families, definitely in our churches. I'll share this last story. I was with a journalist that was being interviewed for something that was going to, I don't know if it'll ever, ha ever happen, but I was being interviewed, and she's a journalist that travels the world, and she says, um, after the interview, she says, you know, Father, I go to you know, Europe and, and other countries, and I, I just, I, it's pretty clear there what the church is about, what it offers. I get to the United States, and it just seems like the church doesn't know what her message is here. It's so sad that a journalist could pick up on a church which so often is uncertain, insecure, divided, hesitant to offer anything in, public, in the public sphere, because we're supposed to be some sort of, I don't know, private, irrational sentiment. I don't know. But it's important. Do you know who you are before God? And is everything in your life building in that direction? Even taking your kids to soccer, why not? It's awesome. But... Does it start and end with our Lord, with the gifts He's given us? And our Lord brings us out to show us, perhaps a little more clearly, what He's asking, to warn us, perhaps a little more sternly, of dangers around us and around our kids and our families. And offers us a time of real grace. The grace to do what I maybe couldn't do before, can't do out there in the world easily. But to recenter my life. To realize where it was going and where it was going the wrong way, I can redirect it. I can recognize that my enemy is not my wife's pride, or losing an argument, or not being competent at work, or making a mistake, or not being the, 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 the coach I wanted to be for my kids' soccer team. The enemy is something very different. And if we can be single-minded, we can recognize, if I know what I stand for, but I know what to stand against. And it makes everything else pretty simple. We ask our Blessed Mother on this feast day to intercede for us like she did to help us come together when we're so scattered in our hearts, in our families, and even in our communities to be one force, one united column of strength, one bright light to give direction to others who are trying to find their way. Whatever was scattered before, we asked that she would help us put an end to it. Cut off the limbs that are rotting and, and holding us back. And help us move forward in faith, in great hope in her son. And tremendous deepening in, in our sense of his love for us, like we saw last night. And a desire to bring that love to our brothers and sisters. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Pray for us.